Welcome to Rhymers League Podcast, and it's getting even closer to the holidays. I'm reminded of how family can be one of the biggest supports and also biggest stumbling blocks in recovery moving forward. Today, we have a returning guest of Rhymers League Podcast that last shared her story in January. It seems so long ago. It seems like ancient history. Right. <laughs> and now she is back. Welcome, Michelle, and thank you so much for returning and being a guest with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Robert, for having me back. It's always a pleasure. No problem. And I'd like to say this, obviously, those listening, if you are in crisis, please seek appropriate professional help. Um, in the U.S., um, the 1-800-273-8255 is a national suicide prevention lifeline. I do encourage all who are listening or watching to find out what is available locally, find out your resources and um it's just it's very important that we kind of stay connected you know and uh as we uh as uh, as i traditionally do in my podcast i always start out with a quote and it says this other things may change us but we start and end with family anthony brandt i feel this quote to be very deep and kind of shapes the idea of how important our connections are i know not every family is a safe place However, connections in our lives do matter, just as our family do too. What comes to mind, Michelle, when you hear this quote? And yeah, this one, what, what insight do you want to share with everyone listening and watching? With the quote that you just stated? Yes, yes. Do you want me to say it again? I can say it again. Yes, please. It says, other things may change us, but we start and end with the family. It's from Anthony Brent. Um, it's just for me, it's just a good starting base because it just emphasizes how important our connections are and whether we, right. so anything comes to mind when you hear that quote? Well, you know, when I think about that quote, I think about because the fundamental foundation of anything, mm-hmm. um, it begins and ends with the family. And so yes. of course, you know, other things may change and shape us, but also what we encounter and what we're taught and the traditions that we are, mm-hmm. you know, um, that are passed down are the things that shape and craft who we are. Yes. And so, you know, even though other things may come along to change us, mm-hmm. the foundation has already been established within our families, whether it, whether they be good, bad, or, you know, somewhere in between. Yes. And so, you know, that is my thoughts, you know, on what that quote means. Um, it's... Yeah, for me, when it comes to family, it's funny because my my mom is South Korean and my dad is Puerto Rican, so I got kind of um, uh, mixed baggage of culture shock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, so when I was a kid, I'll just say this: growing up was different. First generation American, like what I when I started talking to my friends in elementary school, I'm like, you guys do that? I thought I was strange. You know, obviously, right. in some ways. I guess I was, but at the same time, some of those memories, just thinking back, were one of the most precious ones. You know, we're heading to the holidays, but at the same time, me being a facilitator, I'm a, I facilitate at um, NAMI uh, in the NAMI chapter I belong right. to, and also I'm right. uh, I also help as a volunteer in the SMA uh, as in the drop-in center in St. Augustine. Maintaining wellness is a lot of times emphasized in support groups, you know, and unfortunately, one of the most common stressors right now is family. Right. <laughs> it, and um, families are especially important in our lives, but also can cause the most harm. 
how do you how do you wrap your head around and what what have you um no no what have you seen worked you know as we head and this is totally different than it was before and this uncertainty just you know with my mom um the fact that i can't have thanksgiving we usually have a big thanksgiving with my mom it's right it's it's hard this distancing i try to tell people in my podcast that it's not social distance it's physical distancing but but because the social promotes the idea we don't connect but i what are your thoughts on that whole thread of ideas well you know we we do what we do you know Mm -hmm. as 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 individuals and as people we adapt and we overcome we find Mm -hmm. a way to stay connected because we are hardwired for that you know that's how we were created that's how the creator created us and we're social beings you know to yeah. whatever de- degree we are yes. um and so this has definitely been a challenging time as as families look to kind of recraft or recreate the norms of how to stay connected and i believe what a lot of families are realizing is that um it's really exposing um mm-hmm. areas that they that they weren't weekend, that they're they're that they've been weekend as far as communicated and connection. Yeah. Um and, and people are really starting to have a time to truly bond on levels and, and, and platforms that they never bonded before. But on the yeah. other end of the spectrum, you know, um, what about those families that are, you know, hundreds of miles apart and yeah. family members that live alone, you know, um, I yeah. know that's extremely challenging. And so of finding ways to stay connected, like the new norm is having virtual birthday parties, <laughs> yes, virtual yeah. meetings where we schedule time where we come in to have family time for those mm. that are, you know, not in the same area. So that's a different dynamic and it meets the need of, you know, the visual. But, you know, we're we're human beings. We were created for connection, for, you mm. know, bonding, for touching, for feeling, you know. Mm. Um, there's some statistic running out there that, you know, you need at least 12 hugs a day, you know. <laughs> and so, um, so that's, you know, it's it's challenging. And what I'm seeing is that, and what people are starting to realize is that it's impacting um, the status of people's mental health. Yeah. Um, and especially those that already live or battle with mental health challenges. You know, I'm a NAMI facilitator as well. Mm. You know, I'm a mental health advocate because of my own lived experiences. But, um, you know, what for me, what I've learned to do is just let people know what I need. Um, yeah. And you know, um, and let them know, hey, you know, I, I'm I'm not in a good spot right now. I'm hurting. You know, I, I need connection. I need, you know, I've got my yeah. service dog Chelsea, of course, <laughs> but you know, there's nothing like the human connection. And so, what I'm seeing is that um, families and individuals are finding creative ways to stay connected, and they're really now taking the time and understanding the importance of the family unit. You yes. know, things that they thought were important weren't aren't as important. You know, like building success, running after, you know, monetary gain, um, mm. you know, missing important milestones in their loved ones or their children's lives. Now, you know, you're able to be there. And so I believe overall it's bringing people closer, but for those that have mental health challenges and those that live alone or don't have any family, I think it's extremely challenging times for them. And I think, yeah. you know, we need to come up with, um, some strategies or solutions to better meet the needs of those that don't have anyone that they can quote unquote call family because family is you know not always blood yeah 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 and sometimes the best the closest people are the ones who are not blood you know from 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 my experience 
You know, right. when it comes to connections, it's, it's, it's interesting because I was reading about Benjamin Franklin. He had this one quote. He said, tell me and I'll forget. Teach me, I may remember. Uh, involve me and I will learn. And for me, I think of many of us, whether we're facilitators yeah. or people in general, we are struggling to involve people in this new, unique environment now. And how do we do it and present it? that's digestible and also um, that meets the needs of our connection, which is, is hard. You know, I, I got married last month. Congratulations. <laughs> thing, yes. And my brother couldn't make it. He was in another country. And that was one of the things that you were saying, like certain people are far away. So there's this thing, but also what I think I've learned was, um, um this urgency sometimes we put on ourselves that is unwarranted um yeah. can be very unhealthy you know at the same time i had to make a lot of big choices you know a lot of people would probably tell me especially in my family and it's it's understandable because we try to control and try to protect everyone um to talk me out of like rushing into it but it didn't felt rushed for me it was um I was unapologetic but loving. <laughs> I had to right. be that way. I yeah. had, you know, at the same time, I had to make the choices because at the end of the day, um, you know, one thing I love about going through all these coping skills and, and learning so much about myself through this podcast and meeting people is that I just, it feels like I'm piecing back my value. And it's not wow. just, it's not only that, it's also the idea that, yeah, my story is important, but so is everyone else's. You know, all of us play a part. And the biggest struggle for me, Michelle, really, with this whole connection thing was I can't save everyone. And it's okay. That is hard. That is a hard pill to swallow for me. It is. For me, I want to save. I want to help because a lot of my serving others, you know, what I do with Revive and everything else is my recovery. Really, that's it. You know, me helping people has helped me tremendously, especially in those critical times. Um, yeah, but it's also critical to have balance in that. Yes, you know, you can yes. serve and give and give and give until you're mm-hmm. depleted. Yes. And you're still trying to give and you can't pour from an empty cup. You know, so it's good to have that balance. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel like being able with this, being able to slow down my urgency and actually spill, put those boundaries like you're talking about. And then reclaiming that, you know, understanding that two things. One thing is I can't save everyone, and that's okay. And the other thing is my parents, I love them. I can never repay them, and that's okay. You know, I know me being an Asian kid sometimes, and even just a kid, even you're like, I'm going to pay back my parents for whatever they did, right? right? And for me, that's a tremendous amount of urgency. And sometimes it's just unrealistic. And realistically yeah monetarily you might be able to match them but what they've done to provide whatever safe wherever you are right now is huge and you can never pay that back and that you should be able to receive that gift and be okay with it i believe the greatest gift that we can give our parents Mm -hmm. is to use the things that they've instilled in us to live a productive life um, mm-hmm. to be a good upstanding person mm-hmm. um, to to be happy to follow our dreams and to be able to our, our parents want to know that you know when they're not here that we're okay that we yes, just yeah. care of ourselves that 
you know, that we're loved and that we have a good community or tribe, for lack of a better word, of support. And so I believe that's the greatest gift that we can give our parents. And I yes. think we, as children, oftentimes we put undue pressure on ourselves and we guilt ourselves because we know, mm-hmm. you know, some of the challenges that we, you know, gave them as we were growing up, but mm-hmm. it's all a part of the process. It's all yeah. a part of, you know, family, community. It's working through conflicts. It's coming to resolutions. It's, you know, it's learning to love unconditionally, but mm-hmm. with conditions as far as setting healthy boundaries, because yeah. we were created to grow. We were created to, mm-hmm. to evolve. And if we're not doing that, then, you know, yeah. then we need to be attentive to, to why, you know, why we're stuck in a certain area. And so, you know, um, I think that, that that's what we can do. That's the gift that we can give our parents. And even in serving and giving, yes, because I'm a servant at heart, and I know you are as well, and mm-hmm. many of us, we feel our greatest when we're giving to others. Um, but in everything, balance. Yes. And, and moderation is something that we have to learn, um, you know, because we can do it to our own detriment. Yeah. And so that's one of the greatest things that I've learned during this time being down during COVID mm. um, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a hard charger. I'm a go-getter. Get <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't sit still long. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. circumstances have made it so that I have no choice but to sit still. And even though things are beginning to open back up now, you know, mm. I, I see things, things through a different lens. Mm-hmm. Um, I still want to give and, 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 and provide value, but I also you know, want to continue to to evolve and learn more about myself because that's what we're created to do. Yeah. You know, the, uh, I remember this um, quote from Albert Einstein. He says, um, the measure of intelligence is the ability... Uh, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but it says the measure of intelligence is the ability to adapt to change or basically adapting to change is what he emphasized because he says and true intelligence is really... The ability to change because the one thing that is constant in this world is change um yeah so i feel like (laughs) that so for me it's like um when it comes to change and it just makes me wonder how we look at intelligence in general we kind of look at it as knowing things but i don't i don't feel at least in relationships it's not that simple you don't you can't have an airtight solution in a relationship it's it's fluid. It keeps changing. So I do I do nod my head. Uh, um, I do appreciate that emphasis. You know, emotional um, IQ is always kind of looked over, but at the same time, it's one of the. I feel one of the things that will really help us help me a lot. Um, this is one guy named Daniel Goldman. He writes it this quote, but it it's kind of direct but i feel like for me i think people will listen to it i want your insight when you hear it um um will kind of will get something different i I think it's because we're on a different journey and we're on a different part of that journey so he he his quote reads if your emotional abilities aren't in hand if you do not have self-awareness if you're not able to manage your distressing emotions if you can't have empathy and have effective relationships that no matter how smart you are you're not going to get very far it is pretty bleak but at the same time it reminds me of how much as much as we like to lie to each other our connections matter and we're heading to the family 
uh, the holidays with our families. And some of us are like, oh, going to the holidays. Can I? And some of them are like, yes, COVID, because then I, I could have a reason not to see my family. But at the same time, I think we should um, at the same time in recovery, especially for me, when I have that balance and I understand, yeah, my family's not perfect. I'm not perfect. And acceptance, putting boundaries, having yourself safe places to breathe and to grow, having the people around you closest to around you, you can have pot in your face moments. Okay. If you have none of that, if you're always on eggshells, you're never going to really feel um, um, uh, comfortable or even have the foresight to go forward. So any insight on that whole thread, I know I kind of spoke a bit. Right. Well, you know, the one thing that I want to start off with is that, you know, especially dealing with our emotions, mm-hmm. um, because if we don't learn to ma- master our emotions, then our mm-hmm. emotions will master us and it will cause us to lose some very um, significant relationships in our lives, you know, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, we all have struggled. We all have things internally that we battle with. We all have, you know, things that we can improve upon. Um, but that's what knits us together, you know, yeah. in, in, in this thing called life and in family. Um, we're yeah. imperfect people, yeah. you know, learning to love each other more and more mm-hmm. each day um, yeah. with our imperfect selves. And so, yeah. um, you know, people use that term love and family so loosely, Yeah, you know, and, and they, we're family, I believe, gives a, some people, um, they believe, I believe it, it, they think it allows them leeway to do anything they want. And yeah. you've got to support me because you're family. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, a, 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 a person that truly loves you within your family will tell you the truth, mm-hmm. will tell you when you're wrong, will mm-hmm. tell you, you know, will show you what your blind spots are, you know. Yeah. And they, they will lovingly do it unless you're not listening. But if they have to repeat themselves, you know, then, mm. you know, then it's probably going to be in a way that you don't want to receive. But yeah. someone that truly loves you is, is going to love you enough not to allow you to stay in your mm. dysfunction. Yeah. And the, the most fearful thing that um, we're encountering now is people are afraid to be vulnerable. Yes. Um, because of, you know, the previous experiences. Mm-hmm. But how we grow through those experiences as we become more self-aware mm-hmm. is to face those things that we don't want to face. You know, you know, my tagline is if you hide it, you can't heal it. Yeah. Um, we can't grow. We can't heal what we what we won't address. And yeah. in families, you know, it's not all peaches and cream. No. You know, it's going to be ugly. You know, you're going to be diving into the miry clay in the mud at times. But, you know, the thing about this is... It's better to have someone to be connected to than to try to do it alone because we weren't created for that. Yes. You know, there's one convoluted, convoluted statement that I, I don't know, I read in pre- passing or it kind of came to me. It says, the good news is only as good as, good as the bad news was. And it's kind of ridiculous, but it's like, if I lost 50 cents, Michelle, and I got 50 cents, it's good news, but it's not great news i'm not saying that you have to have bad news happen to you to appreciate good things but at the same time it emphasizes gratitude in my mind it emphasizes the idea that yeah you may be struggling right now 
but when we stop looking at life as a destination per se like i need to get to this point and then i'll be happy or this point i need this or need this then it kind of freezes up to go on that journey you know and that journey kind of goes sometimes it goes to places that we are un- unsavory sometimes it's hard right. someone's family that's part of it but at the same time i i i used to listen to bob marley a lot in high school and this quote is pretty funny it says truth is everybody is going to hurt you you just got to find the ones worth suffering for <laughs> it's, well. <laughs> it's pretty funny but for me i I, I understand that because it's, it's a lot of work and people who, who who come into relationships feeling that it's just going to happen, it won't because relationships take work and it get, it, the reason why there's such a contrast of amazing lifetime moments and the most hard ones is because how vulnerable we are and you talk yeah. about vulnerability and I, I feel that that's very important as we recognizing that understanding that and putting your boundaries and remembering your coping skills those who the support group coping skills i i love because there's a small little baby steps to something to to so to finding out that in my my journey was finding that my value never left me you know what happened to me what i was struggling with didn't take my value away it just i just had a blind spot as you said right. i couldn't see it so it's i feel it's important i just want to get your insight on all like when we talk about family and we've been talking a little bit about just failure and i this last month this is going to be uploaded in november but last in october was uh, the theme was it's okay to fall very punny but failure was a key because i feel like if we're not able to fail if we're not able to go and some of the most no, but we learn more from our failures than our successes a lot of times. And I'm not saying you can't learn from your successes, but there has to be some social, some maturity. You don't get wrapped into us doing well. I kind of, you kind of remember that our failures are sometimes an opportunity. Well, it's it's all a part of the journey on yeah. this journey called yeah. life. You know, yeah. um, we're, we're so focused on achieving, you know, whatever our definition of success means to us that oftentimes we overlook, you know, the things in life that create bonds and, um, you know, and create those memories and those impactful milestones in our lives. And so, um, you know, it is a journey and in this journey, and I don't necessarily like, necessarily like the word failure, Mm -hmm. uh, because I don't think we fail, we learn. Yeah. You know, and, and what we learn from, we either take a different path, we go around, mm-hmm. we go through, we go under, we go over. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we take those things, those obstacles, those challenges, and we yes. learn from them and we grow. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, relationships are hard. Yes. But they're, but they're enriching yes. um, and they're fulfilling. Life is hard. Mm-hmm. But it's but you it's the moments along the way you have to take the time to be present, um, and everything begins and ends within. Yeah. You know, you know. I know you know that saying. You know, life is not about it's not about what happens to us. It's ninety percent. It's it's ninety percent. It's not about the ninety percent that happens. It's the ten. You know what? I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah, jacking yeah, up yeah, that. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Right it's now, fine. but but it's it's how you respond to the things that have happened. 
Yeah, you know, how we react sometimes to because we've spent so much time trying to ignore or suppress um, or avoid the things that have happened that are that are not pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, we just get layer upon layer upon layer, and then the, the lens through which we see others and even our relationships is so skewed because mm-hmm. we're just full of things that we have not addressed. And so it, it can cause us to lose some potentially fulfilling, enriching relationships that we were supposed to have, but because of fear and because mm-hmm. of pain that we haven't addressed, mm-hmm. we won't allow ourselves to be vulnerable. We won't allow ourselves to, to be free, um, yeah. to be unguarded, you know, yeah. and, and we were created to love, you know, love yes. is the most important thing. And my definition of love and what it looks like to me is going to be different than what it looks like to you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that saying by Bob Marley, mm-hmm. I, I, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, others may not, but I agree with that. Mm-hmm. You know, every you, everybody's going to hurt you. You're going to get hurt by somebody, whether yeah. intentionally or unintentionally. Mm-hmm. But you choose, you know, those that, you know, you're going to, we're going to make this work no matter what. But, you know, yeah. now just being very candid, I'm not talking about anything as far as like in a, a domestic you know, domestically yeah. violent situation. Yeah. Um, but people are going to do things to hurt yeah. you. Yes. You know, and, yeah. and the more you know them, the more you guys grow, the more you know one another. You're going to know when it was intentional. You're going to know when it wasn't. You're going to know, you know, when um, if it's something that's salvageable based on what boundaries you've established in your life, mm-hmm. you know, or if it's something that you can resolve and work through. Yeah. And that's how we grow and that's how we evolve. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this last quote. I'm gonna have you kind of digest it. I'll read it again if you, if you want me to. After that, I want you to share what you what comes to mind, and then as we wrap up today, I just want you to give any final thoughts to those who are listening. You know, maybe they're struggling at home. Maybe they're the ones who are really having a hard time right now. Right. Um, what would you say to them? Uh, and then anything, yeah, we'll just go from there. So the quote reads, everyone needs a house to live in, but a, support, but a supportive family is what builds a home. Anthony Lacombe. Um, what comes to mind, Michelle? What comes to mind is, you know, the same thought that I would, that I would think when individuals are on this proverbial wheel, you know, mm-hmm. trying to gain and you know gain wealth and you know what is the motive because once you've attained all of that and you don't have anyone to share it with to, to celebrate with to yeah. share you know the obstacles along the way it's meaningless it's pointless you yeah. know you know it says in the word what does a what does a man what does it you know what does a man gain you know who get what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul yeah. Well, the same thing applies to me, you know, as, as in relation to a family or a home. Mm-hmm. A house is a house mm-hmm. without the foundation of the family and the love that builds that house, that, that, that makes that house a home. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, what kind of a light, what kind of a ho- home do you want to have? Yeah. Do you want to have an empty shell? Or do you want to have a place of sanctuary and peace and love and support and connection? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be without, you know, struggles and trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the word also says, you know, two are better than one. 
Yes. You know, because if the one falls, then the other one is there, you know, and, I, and I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Um, and so I just go back to this. We were created to commune. We were created for connection. You know, the root word of community is commune. It is hardwired. It is in our DNA. And many relationships, many business relationships, many partnerships, many intimate relationships, many friendships have crumbled because there was that inability to connect because of hurts and things that were not addressed. Mm -hmm. um, and so we just, we have to give, we have to give people grace, yes. you know, for where they're at in their journey. And um, we just have to learn to love unconditionally. Yeah. And to, and to learn, we have to be loving. We have to emit that in order yeah. to attract it and receive it. You know, uh, there's an old saying, hurt people hurt people like yeah. the, the cycle will continue if i got hurt from someone and then i feel like if i hold on to it and it continues that cycle and now yeah. you can't you can't you can't quench hate or anger with hate and anger it just it just blows it up even further you can so, diffuse anger with love you can diffuse hate with with love with a you know, you can diffuse someone that's being boisterous and loud because they're speaking out of their hurt and their pain mm -hmm. by giving them a soft answer or sometimes not saying anything at all, just allowing them to release things yeah. that they've had been up, pent up. And, you know, I've, I've experienced a lot of hurt in my life, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I'm a very loving person. I'm a very open person, very free spirit. And, you know, for, for many years, I suppressed that loving, kind-hearted, open person that I was because of those experiences. But you know, I was the one that lost out, you know, and those that were around me that didn't receive that love that I was so, you know, that I so wanted to give, that I couldn't give because I, I didn't know how to get beyond that hurt. I didn't know how to give. But now, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do to me. I'm going to forgive you and I'm going to love you. Um, I may have to love you a little bit differently until I completely <laughs> heal, but I'm no longer going to disconnect from you, which is something that I used to do. And that's what we have to learn to do. We don't have to disconnect, but we do have to allow ourselves the time to heal. And we do have to, I believe, not suppress, but address the things that have hurt us with the people that have hurt us mm. and find a resolution, find a happy medium, not saying that you have to compromise but find a happy medium and some things you just have to resolve that, you know, to agree to disagree upon, but know that I'm still gonna love you. And that's me. I just, you know, the word says to 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 pray for those that despitefully use you, to love, you know, to to bless and not curse. Mm -hmm. You know, even my enemies, mm -hmm. if they have a need and I can meet it, I'm gonna meet it. Yeah. You know, even if I know someone that doesn't like me, if I have some if they have a need and I can feel it, I'm gonna feel it. Yeah. You know, because that's the love within me and I'm no longer suppressing that because yeah. again it begins and ends within yeah you know it's funny because um, it's easy to love or forgive someone you really love <laughs> forgive you know that, that you really care about you're not saying that people who are close to us um, 
don't hurt us that that we don't we don't have a hard time forgiving or moving past it but the people that really we struggle with you know it, it reminds us of that that journey that we're on to kind of remind ourselves how grateful we are you know yeah. i've i've learned that you do not get anywhere at least in my recovery my experience from just holding on on what do i don't have what i hold on to is how grateful i am where i'm at that's yeah. it so any final thoughts you want to share with those listening watching um in regards to um um family and the holidays as we approach it 2020 style <laughs> I, I you know i i want to say this um i know that we find many reasons to harbor and hold grudges and not communicate with our family members that have hurt, hurt us but let me just share this with you you know i've endured a lot of things hurt from my family and i'm sure i've hurt them in many ways and i distanced myself from them because of that but you know life is short and tomorrow is not promised and at the end of the day can you lay your head down and rest in peace if god forbid something happens to one of your loved ones you know and you weren't speaking or hadn't spoken in maybe 5 10 15 years and now you no longer have that opportunity to kind of make amends or let them know that you really do love them and care for them i'm going to tell you very briefly you know i had some 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 challenges with my father um, you know, I consider him to be my real father because um, that's the only father that I've known. And because of that, you know, I had distanced myself. We, you know, we, we spoke, but it was superficial. Um, but then I had a real scare. You know, he had a, a scare, a heart scare. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely lost it. Like, all I could think about was, God, please don't let him leave here. Mm -hmm. And he not know how much I love him and how much I care for him. But that was a, a paradigm shift for me. And that was where the rubber met the road, where I had to say, you know, these things that I was holding against him, that I was harboring in my heart, is it really important? Is it really that important? Is it really worth it? You know, mm -hmm. because had it been more serious and he left here, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been at peace. Yeah. And so, I, for somebody listening in that is straddling the fence about whether or not you want to reconnect with your loved ones or whether or not you want to go home for the holidays and be with your family, it could be your last opportunity. Mm -hmm. So take advantage of that because you don't want to live a life of regret. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I guarantee you, you don't want to live a life of regret. Mm -hmm. Speak your heart express your love um we're human beings we make mistakes we have our own struggles and we all deal with them differently and handle them differently and process them differently mm -hmm. but in the end you know we don't choose the family that we're born into mm -hmm. you know we we can create other extensions of family but we don't choose our family so love them because i guarantee you there are times in your life where you're not very lovable but people mm -hmm. love you anyway yes so that those are, that's my part in thoughts. You know, I, I asked God to reduce me to love. I asked God to, this year that I wanted to not only forgive people for the wrongs that they did to me, but I wanted to love them beyond that. And he's yeah. done that. So that's what I say, if you're listening to him, love them, do more than just forgive them. 
love them beyond the forgiveness. Love them in spite of, because the one who created us loved us in spite of. And that is our marker. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much for returning and sharing your insight and experience. Can you just share with the listeners? They'll be in the notes. You know, your um, Michelle speaks everything you're going, what you're doing right now. Um, just, I'll put. You know, you'll share with me. I'll put it in the notes with the podcast and also the right. and everything. Right. But um, how can people reach you if they want to? hear more or learn more about what you're well, doing. Well, if you want to learn more about me, you know, my website is Michelle Speaks, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-S-P-E-A-K-Z-E.com. Um, that's more about what I do. You know, I, I'm a life recovery coach. I'm an inspirational speaker. I'm a, um, um, a healer by word, touch, and presence. And so I just love to inspire, empower, and encourage and uplift people to move beyond their pain, um, to, to, to move to move from living in pain to living in power. And so my email is michellespeakswithaz at gmail.com. You know, my platform, Michelle Speaks, if you hide it, you can't feel it, <laughs> um, is a platform that I use to highlight individuals that have turned their tragedies into triumphs. And they're, they're you know, they're, they're um, and they've now used those tragedies and have created things within their community where they are giving back and help and they're empowering individuals that have experienced similar things. So we have an upcoming podcast. We have a podcast every Thursday mm-hmm. um, from 1230 to 130 PM um, Eastern standard time. And, you know, all of that information, you know, uh, yeah. Robert will have available for you, but, you know, I have a nonprofit healing women, healing nations. We have a support group. Um, that we do uh, an Empower to Thrive Girls Night In that we do every week on Friday nights from 8 to 10, where we just come together and connect and provide resources and inspire and support and uplift. And that's what we're called to do. So that's a little bit about me. (laughs) Thank you so much, Michelle. I just wanted to share with those who are listening uh, to stay updated to all things Revive Ministries through the various platforms. The most notable is the website, reviveministriesfl.com. This is goodbye from Revive Ministry Podcast, leaving you with this last quote. Thank you again, Michelle. You cannot protect yourself from sadness without protecting yourself from happiness. Jonathan Saffron Foe.